Hi, my name is Amanda Panacea, and you're listening to the Healer Revolution podcast. This is a community for self-healers, biohackers, practitioners, and any other helping professionals. You're in the right place if you're seeking conversations about how pain becomes passion, the connection between physical, energetic, mental, and our spiritual self, finding your body's ancient wisdom, the latest biohacking technologies, clinical research, and if you just want to nerd out about complex biochemistry and quantum physics. But this is also for entrepreneurs who seek infinite abundance and a supportive community. So pour a cup of King Coffee or Sistus Tea and let's join the revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healer Revolution podcast. I am your host, Amanda Panacea. And today we have a really interesting conversation with Eugenia Organova. I hope I said that correctly. Hi, Eugenia. (laughs) Organova. Okay. It's so nice to meet you. Um, Like we were just chatting, you have a really impressive uh, resume and history. You've done so, so, so much. And it sounds like you're really in a category of one. I don't know anyone else that has some of the titles that you bring to the table. So I'm really excited to get to know you. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda, for having me here. I'm very excited for this conversation. Yes. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what struggle got you to where you are now. How are you so good at at what you're doing now? Uh, Well, I do everything backwards. So I fell into the current place that I'm at sort of by uh, a strategy that my soul, I guess, had for me as a, a plan that I was not fully aware of, but it's perfect, of course, as everything always ends up being. Um, I am a business strategist and marketing energetics coach, and I'm also a transcension mentor. What that means is that I help conscious coaches and healers and personal transformation experts to create businesses, grow them and scale them in a way that is aligned to their unique soul design. And to do that, I, of course, had to figure out my own soul design and everything that I teach came from my personal experiences of understanding how it works for me and what doesn't work and why it doesn't work. And all this constant struggle that I know so many conscious, especially women, run into when we try to do somebody else's strategy because it works for everybody else. So, of course, it should work for us. And then we run into a wall and start doubting ourselves, like, why is this not working for me? What's wrong with me? Am I not supposed to do this or am I? not pushing hard enough or whatever. So I've gone through all of that. And my journey kind of started from, well, from very beginning of my life, I was born clairvoyant, which means I could see timelines, possibilities, energies, and kind of like see people from a very different perspective. And my uh, brain is non-neurotypical, so I'm neurodivergent. That allowed me to kind of see the world in a way that almost like an observer outside of where majority of people were. So I saw patterns and I could very easily see something that the person was doing that was off and they didn't see that. So then, of course, I wanted to help out and point that out. And that didn't work out very well from the beginning, but (laughs) because people didn't always wanted to hear that. So I had kind of a difficult beginning part of my life because I was shunned. I was seen like a witch or a weird person or something like that and kind of ended up being by myself a lot. But in doing so, I also observed people and got very good at reading what's going on in their life. Why is it happening? What needs to 
be corrected? What are the possibilities for this specific person with this specific outcome, which is the closest possibility versus some other ones? So all of this just kind of accumulated within me. By the time I was 14 years old, I started working with paying clients. So this is where people already were coming to me for advice and support and clarity. And then it just kind of kept going. And a couple of times in my life, I tried to get away from it. Like when I immigrated to United States, I tried to get away from it. Couldn't. People still showed up and I had clients. Uh, when I went to college, I decided I'm going to be an artist. So I'm just not going to do this. I'm going to be an artist. And I was an artist for a couple of years and made that business actually work. But then I still came back to energy work, consciousness, healing, transformation. It's like you cannot get away from what you're meant to do. And as I was working with my clients to kind of make this long story short, it ended up being that a lot of my advice was uh, for their businesses. A lot of them happened to be conscious practitioners of some sort, helping people heal, helping people see better, or maybe they were nutritionists or herbalists or something that they were doing that ended up becoming my clients for the consciousness reason, like looking for um, advancement in personal development. But my advice was something like, oh, modify how you're talking about this. And that would work better because the frequency is off from how you're saying it to how your uh, potential audience needs to hear it and so on. And then I would hear like, oh, thank you so much for helping me with my market positioning. Oh, thank you so much for fixing the messaging in that launch. Oh my God, it worked out so much better. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't even know that's what I'm doing. So then I had to learn a lot of business components myself in order to shift how I was doing things so that I can actually have space in my own life. But this is sort of the backwards part. This is how I ended up being a business coach. If you would have asked me at you know 14 or 16 or 18, would you be a business coach? I would be like, what? I mean, I'm a consciousness mentor, but I'm a consciousness mentor that is extremely practical person who can accomplish a lot and understands linear stuff in addition to non-linear. So that combination is um, how I ended up doing what I'm doing now, which is helping conscious people actually generate wealth by something that is innately within them already and that can be done in a way that doesn't sacrifice their life or sanity <laughs> in the process. Wow, very interesting. So at 14 years old, you were already coaching. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Let's go back to some of the terms you're using. What is like a conscious person? What does that mean to you? Conscious person is somebody who is self-aware and aware of the patterns within their life. So they are aware of, let's say, on a physical sense, like how their body is responding to reality, to, um, let's say, certain foods or to different environments or to different people. They are aware of their emotions. So they're not just having emotions, like reacting, but they're responding. So there's a choice there of like, oh, I'm noticing this within me. I can respond this way or that way, or this emotion seems to connect to something that, let's say, happened to me earlier on. So I can kind of trace that there is a pattern there. They're also aware of their thoughts. So they are a little bit more of in control of themselves in a positive sense, um, that they're not letting themselves, let's say, go and beat up on themselves with the negative self-talk or something like that. They're able to catch that, they're able to notice that and um, have a better scenario sort of written for themselves, like a different belief system perhaps to replace um, an incorrect or outdated belief. And of course, they are interested in service. Um, to me, consciousness and service are sort of almost synonymous because you can be a conscious being without wanting to serve the world somehow. 
Now, that service doesn't have to be necessarily with people, literally, it could be just by being a conscious person that doesn't litter on a street or, you know, chooses to be positive, you know, because it's actually a choice to be happy, and so on. All these little things that kind of like, when you're living through choice versus through reaction, that's really where to me is that line of being a conscious person. And of course, there are different gradations of consciousness. Somebody could be consciousness as a multidimensional energy master. Like I'm aware of many different dimensions and not all my clients are. But that's sort of like if we're talking about the rudimentary, what is consciousness? It's a little bit more than just self-awareness. It's actually proactive choosing to be of service and uh, navigating through life in a way that's beneficial to whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with the industry, the way it is now, this is kind of recent with like coaching over the internet and having launches and things like that. What were you doing prior to this explosion of Instagram coaches and, and what we see now? Um, I was working with business owners. So there were always people who were doing consciousness work one way or another. It just most of it was back then simply through seeing people and traveling. Like I used to have a company when we would travel to different sacred sites and take people with us. And there were different people who were doing similar activities. There were people creating workshops. There were conferences. There were all sorts of in-person events. But majority of um, conscious people that had businesses like from therapy to nutrition to, you know, herbalist to energy healing and, you know, parenting coaches, relationship coaches, they used to have kind of traditional, you know, brick and mortar offices and that kind of a world. But the work that I would do with them is to figure out what is their natural soul design, what is it that they meant to do, and are they doing what they actually aligned with, like what their soul wants them to do, or are they doing something that is based on their skill? And I think a lot of time that, to me, is the biggest issue, is that people kind of follow what they studied because they're good at it and then they know like okay this is like i can prove that i'm good i i can make money doing this but then they kind of get miserable if their business actually works so i'm not talking about somebody who has like one client in a month i'm talking about people that have like 10 clients a week 20 clients a week like there were a lot of appointments it's they busy but they busy kind of like on the edge of burnout and thinking like, okay, I'm at hundred something thousand and I'm this close to burnout. How can this ever, like, it's not sustainable even as it is. I can't definitely grow that. And that's where we would adjust. What is it they doing? How are they talking about it? How are they packaging it and modify that to alignment more with their soul expertise? That's where the change still is if it's online or in person. Currently, I only work with coaches that are actually online because that's the space, I think, in 21st century, which is pretty much all online. But, you know, it's any kind of a business that's related to consciousness still has the same parameters. Mm -hmm. And so what is what do you mean by soul design? Is this something you created or is this a modality that you're using? Soul design is sort of a combination of factors that I use. It's partially my clairvoyance. So I look at the person and read their Akashic records and things like that. Partially, I use human design. I use gene keys. I use itching. I use, um, well, transpersonal psychology, like actual from the therapy side of my education. So like I'm utilizing the psychology part, of course, and anything else that I see in the person and archetypes as well, as in the specific energetic parameters that they're sort of handling kind of in their field as they're moving through life. So the combination of all of that is what I call soul design, as in how you're made for this lifetime. 
every lifetime you're going to have a different soul design. But within each life, we kind of come in with sort of two buckets. On one side is the all the goodies that we bring, like gifts and superpowers and something amazing that we've learned in previous lives. And now we can, you know, apply all of that and help others with it. And the other side is all our crap, all the karmic patterns, all the issues, all the unfinished businesses that kind of have to finish up in this lifetime. And the combination of those two factors is what your soul design is made of. It's essentially taking all your gifts and goodies and all the dark side and putting it together into something that is uniquely you. So it's not about like, let me fix myself so I don't have the dark bucket at all. <laughs> it's like, no, I have it, but I get stronger and more unique by having it and by transmuting it. And this is also something that in combination with my superpowers, I bring to the world. And like an example of, let's say, somebody who was trained as a psychotherapist. Um, so they see clients, they don't choose who comes to them. They just kind of do the same thing over and over. There are a lot of people who can do that. And it's a traditional sort of setting. Same thing goes for, let's say, a life coach. You can go to life coaching school, get a certification. Now you're a life coach. You're just doing that. To me, those are skills. Those have absolutely nothing to do with the actual soul expertise, which is part of the soul design. When you're utilizing soul expertise, you're utilizing something that you didn't have to learn. You know, like for me, let's say the ability to see patterns, the ability to see so clearly, which is the linear projection, like how to get from where the client is saying they want to get to, to that direction from where they're now. It's like, well, this, this, and that. And they're like, how did you do that? <laughs> like they told there were 200 steps. And it's like, no, there's just three. And it's usually something that in a blind side kind of of most people, but for me, so easy. I didn't learn that. I came with that. And every person would have something like this. So back to my example of, let's say, psychotherapist or life coach, maybe a psychotherapist happens to be somebody to whom people tell secrets. So maybe her sole design is energetically uh, an energy field that kind of like creates this welcoming environment that's very trustworthy she's not doing anything for it she just is that way and she can probably trace it back to the time she was i don't know in high school or even younger and people always told her secrets and she knew what to do with them and she never like gossiped about it and whatever so whatever led her let's say to become a psychotherapist that's just a learned skill but if she modifies her practice to integrate this ability to help somebody with something that they personally maybe ashamed of or uh, embarrassed about, now that becomes something very different than a just regular psychotherapist. Now it's a specific something that this person can do. That's a soul expertise. Mm. And I think a lot of people that are listening, myself included, we came into being a protection pra practitioner, healing professional because of something horrible, some big health scare, some mental health, some sort of crisis. And now we're kind of at the point where we're questioning, is this my sole purpose? And am I, do I have the skills to be an entrepreneur? Uh, what would you say the biggest blocks are for people in this kind of stage of the game? Well, I would say, first of all, going through a difficult physical situation or psychological situation, trauma of some sort, and then sort of transmuting that, that's an accomplishment that is part of one's soul design, because it would be sort of like combination of those two buckets I was saying, because you would have to use like your innate powers 
to deal with your innate issue and together somehow let's say it materialized maybe as a physical illness or a psychological condition or something and then somehow you persevere through or you know when the person does that that's already utilizing their natural design but again this is where i think a lot of people kind of go with oh that means I now should educate people about this. And educating is so not the same as being an entrepreneur that's actually successful because education part is sort of the 20th century, 19th century, like information and education currently is not what's needed. There's so much of that online already. You can for free, just Google it or find it on YouTube. And now we have chat GPT and everything else. <laughs> so it's sort of an outdated way of thinking, I think, like you're asking what's the biggest block. That's one of the biggest blocks that I see is that somebody who went through personal trauma and then persevered through it somehow created amazing transformation within themselves and now things they have to educate others and make a business out of that. That's a problem because that's going to lead to burnout because now you cannot let go and move on to your next phase because you constantly have to talk about the illness that you've been in and it's sort of like it's dragging energetically back. What needs to happen though from my perspective is to take the power that you have acquired but focus more as to what have you learned versus let me educate people on the problem because if you have to educate people on the problem that's essentially creating free content that's already there tons of but when it becomes like hey i have a unique perspective on this problem not just like i went through a huge amount of data and i've discovered this and this worked for me but I utilize this internal skill, I utilize this specific technique, and then I pair that with something inside of me, and this is the specific, let's say, mindset or whatever I had to use to overcome this situation and to arrive to the other side of it where I'm victorious in my own journey. So now that is not directly about educating anymore. It's not anymore teaching on the subject. It's now more about uh, future-focused, vision-focused, and it's about it could be helping somebody deal with the same condition, but it's not anymore about how do you fix the problem of the condition. It now becomes more about what is the lesson within the condition. I have learned the lesson. Let's figure out what's the lesson for you and how that could be transformed. Now, within that, of course, you're going to be educating. I mean, that's we can't help it, right? We, we're educators naturally. But it's a different emphasis. And it's a very subtle energetic thing. So I, I teach wealth energetics and in wealth energetics, it has to be that there is an abundance based anchor point in the quantum field. So that means that if you're focusing on the transformative higher notes sort of of your own journey and the uniqueness of that path, and then you're helping other people, perhaps with the same condition to find their pathway through that and out. Now that's abundance-based energetics. But most people kind of make a mistake of going into let me educate about the problem and what you need to watch out for. And these are the tests you need to do, or these are the bad things you might be told and you shouldn't be doing it. And they kind of like live there. And when you try to make a business out of that, you're not in wealth energetics. You are in scarcity energetics because you're really recycling the limitation and even though, yes, it's education, also supposedly it's doing some good, but the good is minimal compared to what it could be. And the only way we can grow our business, as in bring in wealth in a financial sense, and not just you know spaciousness and feeling good, it's you have to actually be more on the vision-focused um, side. 
Yeah. Wow. I feel like you just called me and a lot of other people out there. <laughs> we get, we get really stuck in like the education and now I'm the expert and uh, I have to make sure everybody knows this kind of stuff. Uh, but even in myself and in a lot of other entrepreneurs that I've been following a long time, I also see that progression into, I'm no longer going to talk about the problem. It's not about fixing it. And they're really anchored in at that, like higher calling. Uh, a lot of people get a lot of, a lot more metaphysical. And I've seen people even just shed their entire like doctor program and say, I'm not even going to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and much. that's actually because it's not sustainable the other way. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you've noticed that if you've been doing this educating about the problem thing, that that's a lower level business. So, you know, mm -hmm. and I work with the premium level business. So like, let's call it high ticket. So anytime you're selling anything that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000, that's not going to be educating. Educating is a low level membership for, you know, up to maybe $100 a month. And anything of that sort, if this is, let's say, what the person wants, fine, but they're going to have community that long term is going to feel like it's sucking you, like it's taking energy from you. And I would never wish that on anybody because it's hard enough to be an entrepreneur. So if you're choosing to go for that journey, you should be a star that's happy, <laughs> like doing something you actually want to be doing and not serving out of sacrifice. And I've been there, like I've done that myself so many times being type a personality and just like going 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 i would have like how many clients i would have 12 per day wow. for six days a week with no oh lunch break and just kind of like go on and on and on and yes i made money and yes i was successful and yes i helped tons of people but at the cost of sort of like being proud about how sacrificial I can be because I'm that much of service until I finally realized that, whoa, <laughs> let's help people some other way <laughs> when we don't have to kill ourselves in the process. So that's, I think, is where like the longevity of the business is. When somebody's just starting, it seems very like, oh my God, if I had, you know, three clients every day, mm, wow, this would be amazing. But then you have three clients every day, every day. And then you're kind of like, whoa, I can't do this anymore. So it's not a sustainable long-term structure. It's uh, um, like when somebody is just starting and they literally just like first paying clients, like they need to get experience, then yeah, you should do that because you have to mm, practice. And practice is kind of like how our body heals the trauma wounds. You know, when you do something with another person and you are able to find within you where you acquiesce to the client, where you don't say the truth because you think it's going to upset the client, where you avoid saying something or where you push too hard when the client is not ready and so on. All those things are just kind of like becoming a better coach. So mm -hmm. at some point, yeah, you kind of have to get your training wheels on a bicycle so you can like learn how to ride. But once you're at the place where you know what you're doing and you kind of know overall what you want to do. You want to position yourself in the marketplace, not as the lower level business, because that would long term not be something you'd want to do, which means higher level program, always vision based. It cannot be just focused on a problem. And that's why a lot of times anybody that you see that actually is successful, that undergone through some sort of a big issue and then come sort of the other side and um, transform themselves and actually successful entrepreneur, they're not doing an educational business. Mm -hmm. There are plenty yeah. of people who are doing educational, but they're not really that successful as in they not even at hundred thousand per year income, which for business, that's kind of a baseline to be able to function and call that a business, not a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny this, we're interviewing 
August 2nd, but by the time this comes out, my program will already have launched, but I'm actually launching a program on August 8th. That's very vision focused. And it's all about the, who do you want to be metaphysical nervous system regulation, emotional health. So I appreciate this conversation already. The universe seems to have brought you here at the right time. (laughs) Oh, I'm very glad that this is helpful. Yeah. I think that so many times entrepreneurs who have their heart kind of leading them like heart centered and they focused on service and they want to help. We get stuck in the overdoing, over giving no boundary and just trying to fix every problem, like alleviate every pain. And what I have found in my own journey and what I now teach my clients is that first of all, it depends on how unique you are. If you're very unique and you know, like you look at your journey and you're like, okay, this is pretty unusual what I've (laughs) gone my path and stuff. So if you know you're unique, then you right there by default, that means you're not meant for the lower level market because universe is very efficient place and it will not put somebody with a very unique gift without specific people who need that gift. But you can also be good at many other things. Like I'm also good at building a website or, you know, drawing portraits or whatever, but that's not what I'm advertising or promoting because what would be the point? There are a lot of other people who are probably better at it than me by a lot. So it's like you want to find that unique something where you are a market of one because nobody can do that because you're the only one who went through that journey. And that's the place where you automatically sort of starting to go into more premium level market. And that from that place, you are honoring your gift. You are honoring your soul design. And soul design requirements are different for everybody. Some people are more on the active side, like I'm this way, I know you're this way, where we need to do something all the time with small intervals of sort of recharge, but our recharge is through action. And like, I'm a project person, so I have many things kind of going on all the time and I move between them. So this multitasking is very healthy for me. If I try to focus on one direction, my own soul design will go against me. Like it would, I would sabotage it. It would feel very hard and it will take me like, I don't know, two days to do something that I could do in an hour if I just was switching around between things. And there are plenty of other designs that are, very spacious and they require days on end of maybe not having to do anything and only doing very sporadically. There are all sorts of combinations. Like some people are kind of one foot in front of the other type of design when they have to do something every day and that gradually builds. Um, I'm more like a leaper. I I leap like I I can, you know, go sort of at my own pace, kind of not doing anything. And then something happens and boom, I move a mountain or two. So that's a different design. And Every business must accommodate whichever way we are made. So that's where the consciousness comes in, because if you don't know how you're built, because you haven't listened to your body, because you haven't listened to your emotions, because you haven't paid attention to your thoughts, then you're going to have a very hard time having a sustainable business, right? You can have a business. You can even be successful by pushing really, really hard and, you know, hustling your heart out. But to what end, right? Like long-term, that's you can't function like that. But if we're talking about sustainability, which I'm all about, like sustainable doesn't mean some sort of a like sticker of, oh, that means everybody has a lot of space. And we all just like work three days a week or one day, like that's depends on your design. If I work one day a week, I would be bored. So I actually have to do something. But there are plenty of people who very much would love to work one day a week and then the rest of the space utilize for some creative endeavors. So listening to yourself and knowing yourself 
is sort of the key to understanding your soul design, which then allows you to find your soul expertise, which then brings you to your soul niche. And that's kind of a different twist I have on the idea of niching, not utilizing just your mind and just saying, well, this is the most profitable place. These people, like I can sell to them something because I know how to do it. Like we're not doing that. That's not conscious. What we are doing instead though, is what is the frequency I bring that is unique that only I have? So there are plenty of other things you also bring, but other people have those things. So which things are your only? And whatever that is, which doesn't have to be one, could be two or three things, combination. Those things you want to look at who are the human beings on this planet, like a type of a person who requires that specific frequency. Like I'll give you an example. For example, um, I had a client who's an energy healer who was um, working with pretty much anybody who came along and just doing one-off sessions on and on and on and burning out. And she was at 200,000. So she was just maxed and she couldn't move anywhere and she wanted to grow her business, but she needed to readjust. So we started to look at her soul design and we realized that she actually is kind of like a workhorse. Like she can go at one foot at a time and that's how it happens for her, which is great. But at the same time, we also realized that her market positioning was completely off because it was not on her soul expertise. So what is her soul expertise? Well, she used to be in corporate and then she also was married that got through divorce because she was higher level in corporate and her mm, position of power sort of in the company clashed with her marriage and eventually the marriage fell apart. Now, that's a very specific reason for why marriage fell apart, right? It wasn't an infidelity, wasn't some sort of a fighting or, oh, we didn't fit together or something. It was literally because she was successful at her career and the demands of the career broke the marriage. And she couldn't figure out the balance and the husband couldn't figure out the balance. So she knew that part very intimately. That was a huge trauma for her that she had to heal over the years and eventually leave the career and just do energy healing. So when we positioned her energy healing for women in corporate who are super successful and have marital problems and maybe at the brink of divorce and trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with me and how can I do it all? she would be the only person, the unique frequency that would match that. So you want to find for yourself something like that. It's still energy healing she was doing, but now her market positioning was her soul niche, not the mental, whatever she came up with mentally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I like how you put that it's not bad to be a workhorse or to be yeah. really good at multitasking because sometimes people will say, you know, um, that's a trauma response or that's your nervous system being way too hypervigilant and that's not the way you should be working. But same with you. I'm always, I've always been a workhorse. I've always been really mm -hmm. good at having lots of things going on at the same time, keeping it all straight. And even when I try to change and kind of slow down and make time for the self-care and the things that make me feel good, I still don't want to stop working. My boyfriend jokes all the time. Like you'll never, you'll never stop having a million projects. Like that's just who you are. So. Yeah. And different designs literally mean you cannot listen to whatever's like some sort of a sticker out there that says, this is the norm. There is no norm. <laughs> we all are unique. And there's actually a way to look at one soul design and to figure it out. Like this is what I do for my clients when we work on their businesses. Step one is let's figure you out <laughs> so that yeah. we build the business around you. It's not so much like, oh, let me build like a better funnel. It's let me find 
how your business should be functioning based on what your needs are. So somebody who needs to have activity, those are the types I call like never retire types. Like I'm, I'm the never retire type. I, I would probably be doing something and then just die because that's just, <laughs> that's what keeps me happy though. And you can tell because there is a difference in the trauma response where something feels like frantic energy, ungrounded energy and having to do it because you can't stand something that you anticipate might happen, which could be anxiety, which could be feeling unsettled, which could be pain that trauma anticipating a pain situation or whatever else. Like I have that with loud noises. So when some loud noise happens, if I can't place what that noise came from, like my brain can't explain it. Oh, that's a car or, oh, that was some alarm went, went off or something. If I cannot place that my nervous system goes in a total <laughs> like that kind of a response and that's a trauma response that has nothing to do with me oh I have to do something so you kind of like learn to differentiate where there is a response based on um, patterns that are traumatic and thus not grounded and not harmonious versus what actually gives you energy you know like it gives me energy to work at night so I work at night some people like after six, like you can't bother them. They, they, their brain turns off. So that means they probably have more energy in the morning. That's like the easiest thing to know about yourself, right? Like when do you have yeah. more energy? So if you take out coffee, if you take out like whatever stimulants and without that, what is your normal rhythm? Like for me, it was always kind of kicks in at about two uh, during the day. And then at eight is where I'm like really awake. So I work mostly at night because that's where my energy is highest. And I can do a lot of things at night. But when I was little, of course, everybody was saying like, well, you're supposed to like go to school, you know, early, right? You have to get up early and stuff. So I was homeschooled because thankfully my family figured out that that's just not going to happen for her because <laughs> she <laughs> cannot get up in the morning. I would be asleep. So uh, you kind of have to accommodate and being an entrepreneur, that's the best part because we get to do that. Like we literally get to build our business around ourselves. If you want to talk with people uh, every day a little bit, and then do marketing every day a little bit, great. Like that would kill me if I did that. I prefer to do one day where I talk to all my clients. And then one day when I would do only sales calls, let's say. And then one day when I only write content, like I kind of batch my activities so that I stay in this power mode on the same type of activity. And then I can accomplish much more. Like I can create a month's worth of content in a few hours because I know this pattern within me right versus somebody else who would feel like oh my god if i had to write like 20 posts i just couldn't possibly they they have to feel inspired so then their soul design is inspiration based that means they could be like going for a walk walking their dog or something and boom suddenly they have an idea and oh my god this is like the best thought they ever had well if the person is inspirational design they better take their phone and do that reel on instagram right now because that energy is the right energy for their clients to see and come to her versus let's say somebody like me that would never happen to me i just it would never happen for me to re record something while i'm on a walk because that's not the pattern that my energy naturally flows in. So if let's say I had a coach who told me, oh, you're supposed to do these situational reels and mini videos when you're like driving or where you're like, you know, parked somewhere in a weird place. And that's kind of like what sells nowadays. And let's say I decided to listen to that. It would be torture, you know? 
Or another example would be networking. There are some people who are amazing networkers. They can like with their phone, two fingers tapping like super fast. They just like responding to, you know, DMs. They chatting in different groups. They're like, this is like something they can do while they steering dinner for their kid. Like it's no problem. It's not even, they don't think about it. Doesn't cost them any energy. Great. That person should utilize DM type of strategies and networking type of strategies as part of their lead generation versus let's say somebody like me, if I try to do anything like that, I would just die because it takes <laughs> me so much energy. It will take me probably 15 minutes to write a one-liner text because it's just not natural for me. So I don't use that. On another hand, I'm a presentation type of a person. So give me a stage and I can talk for hours, like in the middle of the night, wake me up and say, go, go do it. And I can just wake up and go do it. That doesn't take any energy from me. It gives me energy. But somebody who's, let's say, a networker, tell them like, oh, you got to present this, you know, let's say 60 minute uh, presentation. We would love to have you talk on the subject. Oh my God, she might spend a whole week agonizing about it and making all the slides and, and things and notes and stuff because it's not natural. And I've never made notes in my life. I just talk. So <laughs> everybody has their own natural way. And if we build our business around what feels good to us, oh my God, that is so freeing. This is where you stop feeling like the business kind of owns you. And instead it becomes just like a part of your life. You know, you, you stop trying to sell your stuff. Your stuff just kind of sells because you're being you. And people say like, wow, you're a really interesting person. I like you. And wow, in your world, you have this, you have that. I think I want to work with you. So that's a very different way to sell anything because you're now not promoting a thing you're selling, like an offer or a product. You're essentially promoting you. You're promoting a vision of what you stand for. You're promoting some sort of a belief you have or understanding of reality. and you know, in this world, 21st century, we have to be interesting because <laughs> if you're not interesting, nobody's going to care no matter how amazing you're off for it. Yeah. And I think with, with the way the ads run today too, I was not in the business strategy world at all until I think I clicked on one video about a year into working with people. And after that, the clutter, the noise, the stop using the old way, use the new way. And you just get sucked in and you're like, apparently I'm doing everything wrong. And then you get so confused about what you're actually supposed to be doing and what's actually going to make you money. Yeah. And the problem I think with a lot of this is it's sort of a traditional marketing to say I'm better than somebody else. And, <laughs> you know, I'm the only one who does this, but and there's kind of nothing wrong with it in the bigger sense, because yes, you do want to be unique and you do want to give, I mean, not necessarily better than everybody else, but like unique angle that's your own. So like, I'm not into competition, but you do need to stand out. But mm -hmm. majority of the stuff you see online, they're just using it in a templated way. And being in the business world, all I see is the template because I see patterns. So I don't even see anymore what they're saying. I just like seeing the template that they're using to say the thing that they're saying because it's so templated. And that's mm, utilizes subconscious, like subliminal pro programming. That's why it works. But I think a lot of times people notice that after a while, let's say you bought another $47 course or something because it looked really good and, oh my God, I need this. And then kind of got disappointed because it's sort of the same thing again, because really there's only 
five or six different business foundational strategies that just repackage differently. So you're now seeing the same thing. You kind of already know, maybe purchased like five times before, but the marketing was better. So it got you to buy, but it kind of the same thing. So that's one of the issues that I think a lot of times makes people believe that that's what marketing is. And then entrepreneurs don't market because they say, oh, I don't want to be like that. That's like horrible. But <laughs> the true marketing is actually about caring for your potential client. So you're looking into the vision of what's possible for your potential client based on what you know could be done. That's why it's so important that the business is based on a sole expertise, because now you're not lying, pretending or faking till you make it or whatever. You're actually being, you're the proof, you're being it. You already done it. You're energetically owning it. So fashionable word is I embody it. So like you, it's in your body, like you have it. And it cannot be taken away. It cannot be questioned. It's, you know, nobody can say like, well, I don't know, give me a proof. And it's like, well, this is me. If you listen to everything I said and you don't vibrate with me, then go away. I'm not interested <laughs> to try to prove anything to you because I am the proof. And when you get to that place where there's nothing freaking proving like at all left, that's it. It's just you. You don't have to be something you're not. You just get to be you, own what you know, and then truly in your heart of hearts, know that this is for other people. You want to help other people with that. Now you're speaking from that place. So if from that place you say, I've discovered this way that is based on, I mean, the same strategy, just like in consciousness, right? Or meditation or like pick any any industry, there's going to be a certain set of techniques that already done and that's what we're all doing. But like oneness or self-love or we're like, we all know this. But I found a way to utilize it in this specific manner for this specific problem that I had, and it had this specific result. Now you're positioning yourself as a market of one based on frequency and words that match the frequency so that your messaging is not template-based, it's actually frequency-based connected to your soul mission, like the bigger thing from your soul design, what you meant to do here. And that way, your um, promotion becomes more of what do I have to tell my clients today? What do I have to deliver to the world? And, you know, you can be uh, doing a free, I don't know, Facebook Live or something, and there's only like two, three people watching. And it doesn't matter because if you don't wobble in your energy and go, oh, damn, there's only three people watching, so maybe I should cut it short or eh, I don't feel like doing it. Oh, it's a waste. All of that is scarcity energetics, not wealth energetics. What I used to do years ago is I would be on that Facebook Live for 30 minutes, non-negotiable. This is what I wanted to say. I downloaded what the vision was and I would just talk. And I would talk as if there's hundreds of thousands of people watching it and there would be maybe five. And it didn't matter. I would just deliver the frequency as if there was a whole world watching because I knew that there were right people that would energetically respond. And I still get to this day, sometimes people that sign up to work with me and I ask, how did you find out about me? And they say, oh, there was this video you did and it was this amazing thing and this thing you said. And, and then I kind of like start thinking back like, well, what? it was like five years ago. So that <laughs> somehow Facebook showed them that thing now because they probably were searching something and keywords somehow popped up or whatever. I don't know how that works. But my point is that the frequency of that Facebook live, and in that case, I actually remember the live. I remember it was in... Um, 
another public group for entrepreneurs. And it was a two in the morning because that was the only time slot I could get in the group. So kind of like you're already thinking like, oh, damn, there's not going to be like anybody. But I was like, no, that's going to just, I'm going to do it. There was one person watching and one person put a heart on it. That's it. And then I put a heart on it just because there are two hearts. That's <laughs> it. That's what happened to that video. Then I downloaded that and posted somewhere in my group or somewhere else. So I don't know where she found it. But my point is that because I didn't wobble in a frequency and I deliver all the way the energy, that person could vibrate and then come and pay me over $20,000. So this is the resonance that part of the consciousness, self-mastery, if we don't look at the external circumstances and say, oh, that means something, but the other way around, who do you got to be? How do you want your environment to be? And then be that, despite whatever external circumstances are showing, you know, you send email and like nobody responded, nobody signed up. You send another email, nobody signed up. Okay, well, what energy were you in this email? You know, were you like just doing it because, well, I have to. So readjust realign your energy, write a different email from a different angle, send it again. But it's kind of like we have to keep the vision for ourselves first if we want somebody to come and pay us higher um, level um, pricing <laughs> because they come for our confidence. And if we are not confident because we're all over the place and wobbly and our emotional waves kind of happen all, all over the place and we go down with the wave every time the wave goes down, that's not going to be conducive to um, high ticket sales. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, that all makes perfect sense. <laughs> and so I'm dying to know what does your business structure looks looks like? You you mentioned you have batching that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my uh, business structure is I have very few private clients that are really really high 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 end. Um, I also have a group program which is sort of a mid range, and then I have lots of smaller things that people could buy kind of as a taste of. Um, what I do. And I have a membership for just spiritual consciousness people. So as far as my content creation, I generally do one day a month, which is where all the stuff was already pre-decided, pre pre-written, like maybe main bullets and whatever. And then I just record. Um, so that way it's just all kind of done. And then I have another day or two where it gets edited and inserted into the correct places. And then I don't have to think about it for a month. Um, in the higher end programs, everything generally is already done because I ran them for so long, so I don't have to create content. So then I show up and coach. Um, I work every other week. So that way my clients get to uh, communicate with me and uh, have access to what they need and support coaches and other people can do other things. So everything is taken care of and supported. Uh, looks like I'm everywhere all the time. Content is always repurposed. Nothing is ever wasted, but all of that is scheduled and I use a lot of automations. So I don't have a large team. I don't even have a VA. I just have somebody that I hire here and there for projects, but I'm able to do that and be, you know, seven figures without um, putting any pressure on myself and having to launch all the time, new programs and everything. I just have what I have and I'm being me, and all roads lead into what I do. That's actually part of what I teach my clients. They don't have to be the bachelors like me. They could do it in inspirational style and whatever, but this is sort of non-negotiable in a sustainability part, is that you can have different directions that you're energetically maintaining because that's going to exhaust you. 
So if somebody comes up with a program and then three months, another program, three months from now, another program, and then something else, and they all kind of like different aspects, it starts to spin around and there are different funnels, different email sequences. And all of this is sort of like randomly everywhere. And then they wonder, why is it that they're so stressed? Because something is always missing or not going somewhere, or somebody's always asking, or something's always breaking. Instead, if everything is aligned to your soul mission, to your soul expertise, to your soul niche, then all the offers that you already might have need to be sort of slightly adjusted, like one degree shifts a little bit, maybe in messaging, a little bit maybe in email sequencing, so that they all kind of lead in some sort of a progression that makes sense, logical sense for your potential client to go through that process. That way you have to do much less marketing. You know, also um, people who re-sign up, that's, I think that completely sort of missed component in today's coaching. Everybody's so focused on like, how do I get a new client? How do I get a new client? And it's like, well, how about, how are you, how do you keep a client by being really, really good and, and delivering really good results? I have clients that some of them been with me for years, like seven years and stuff and paying premium over and over, just re-signing up because I'm awesome. Like what I do is unique and great. And I'm not saying this from the ego. It's just like literally when you're in the frequency of who you are, you know your value. And of course, why, why wouldn't they want to work with you again and again? Because you know, you might have a pro problem you're solving, but then there's a next layer to that and the next layer to that and the next layer to that. So you can create your work around that, which means much less marketing and at the same time, much more freedom. Hmm. Wow. You're so inspiring, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah. I am like I said, I feel like this is just very divine timing. So I'm, you're really speaking to me individually. So I know it's going to speak to a lot of people listening as well. Um, my final question is, what do you, what do you do that's totally not business related that you feel like um, really lights your soul on fire? Um, I do thing called quantum creation. That's a non-linear thing. Um, I came up with this methodology. It's called transcension method. Um, this is based on love, sovereignty, authority, and personal mastery. So it's a combination of internal factors that obviously we need for business as well, but we need for a living yeah. <laughs> to like actually have a life that we enjoy having. So, uh, what that means is that instead of assuming that life is certain way and you have to figure out how to make your way within life. I kind of flip it on its head is life is whichever way you want it. So you have to first decide what do you want and you can change your mind. Just don't change it every minute, but eventually like you can give it a try for a couple of months and then change, modify your vision. So it's not permanent, but decide on something that you envision. Like if it's business related, you can decide on, let's say, a certain number of people in your program or how much income is coming in or opportunity that you maybe want to land, like speaking engagement or something. But if it, it's applied to everything else, it could be like a type of relationship you want, or let's say decide that you're not tolerating anymore having anxiety every day and then spend next two months having all the things that are triggering your anxiety being shown to you, <laughs> but then do something about it, like actually change it. If it's a substance of some sort that's triggering it, food that's triggering it, uh, lifestyle that's triggering, relationship that's triggering it, people that's triggering it, all of this will be shown to you because you made a decision. So it all begins with who are you being 
the identity and the decision that you're making about that is what then creates an energetic broadcast. That broadcast means that from who you think you're being, like your identity, come your beliefs, like how you're going to look at reality, and then your thoughts, your emotions, and actions. So as long as you follow that, you then magnetize to you a timeline. So I have to kind of like give you a little step back as to quantum field from my viewpoint is a field of possibilities. So just like in the quantum physics, if you look at the waves, everything is a wave. And then only when we specifically look at something and have an opinion about it, we collapse that potential into a particle. So we particleize reality by having an opinion about it, by, by having some sort of a decision about it, subconsciously or consciously. And from the sort of psychological perspective and energetics as well, you can look at it that if everything is possible, and that's the thing I always say, 100% possible, 100% of the time, but some things are easier than others, right? So you don't want to necessarily go in something that's like the hardest thing ever, unless it's aligned for you. But most of the time, there's like closer possibilities. So that means within all the things that's possible, what is your soul design? Within your soul design, what is it that you want? And then who do you have to be? Like the person who already arrived there and already has everything that whatever it is that you envision, who is she? How is she feeling? How is she thinking? What is she wearing? Like what kind of underwear she wears? Does she drink tea from the same cup that's a little chipped or did she throw away this cup by now and has like a better cup? Uh, does she uh, say yes or no to certain people? And why? Does she get up on the first thing she does, check her cell phone to make sure that there's like no fire to put down? Or, or like, what is it that she does that's different? Find a discrepancy between you now and you as the future you. And then try to do as much as possible in your everyday life of thinking, feeling, and actions from the place of the future you. This is essentially my conscious future method that I use. But that's how you understand what is needed and you act from the future place. And in order to do that, you need love, sovereignty, authority, and self-mastery. Because if we do not love ourselves, then all of this is done out of obligation, proving or trying to measure up. And if we're not sovereign, then again, we're just being conditioned to be certain way by our parents or environment, and it's a trauma response. And if we're not in authority, well, then we cannot command the quantum field. <laughs> so kind of like that's a requirement. And self-mastery, that's the part about not going down with your emotional waves. You know, like I always kind of say that you have to be committed more to your vision than to your BS. And everybody has BS, like everybody has some issues and trauma and whatever. And yes, yes, you have to love yourself and nurture and, you know, heal your inner child. Of course, like we conscious people, we get that. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. And if you don't do certain things, then you can have certain results. So it's that balancing act of how do you do it without stepping on yourself, without overriding yourself, without pushing yourself kind of in a bad way, like in abusing way. but do it more like a challenge, like the, something that you internally can be victorious about or excavate power from it or find some internal strengths that maybe you didn't know you have to make something happen that is a line that you decided you needed to do. So that balancing act, that's the self-mastery. So that's the thing that I do that's kind of outside of the business, but in application to business. Yeah. And this is something, I mean, gosh, do, do we practice all the time, like constantly, um, 
this is something I got into like the quantum healing and things like that in the last couple of years and really trying to embody and become that healed person or the person who is wealthy, healthy, a leader. And that was one of the goals of this podcast was to really step into the spotlight, which was something I was not comfortable with at all before and have a voice and be that person. So I love that you, you really wrapped it up in an amazing, incredible way. Yeah, it's absolutely essential that we become the conscious leaders because the world needs us. And we're now in the place where pretty much whatever we can imagine, we can create, which is sort of dangerous place because a lot of people yeah. imagine nightmares and really messed up scenarios. So mm -hmm. we kind of need conscious people like us, especially women. It's now more women in power kind of component coming up online on the planet. And the more we do that, the more we get to help the collective humanity to have an easier ride because right now i mean we're in such a pressure cooker right with all the new technologies coming in and all this understanding of like oh my god there's aliens and there's this and there's like <laughs> all these pieces that people kind of like whoa i just want to like sign a client and there's like all this <laughs> stuff happening and now what chat gpt like i have to do that too so kind of like put all of that aside and go into what do you want if you could have anything you wanted and if it was all just easy and whoever you worried about, they got taken care of somehow else, not by you. And whoever you think you need to prove something or, you know, somehow see you a certain way, let's say they don't care or they gone or they don't matter, then what would it be left? And I think a lot of women kind of have a hard time with that because it's like, whoa, if I didn't have to prove myself and strive <laughs> just to, to do that and be the best for that, well, would I even want to do that? So for me, the answer was like, yeah, I'm a highly ambitious person, but I'm spiritually ambitious. I'm ambitious in the sense of self-mastery. So I like to win. I like to be the first, but not through competition. So kind of like I had to figure out, like, what do I want to keep that's mine? And what's somebody else's that got to go? So everybody needs to do that cleanup in order to be the conscious leader and masterful leader that then gets to change the world and be well financially resourced while doing it. Why not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Incredible. I could probably talk to you for another hour, but I have one last question for you. That's totally off topic since you brought it up. Um, are the aliens here to help us? Uh, there are many aliens here and they are not all in a third dimension. So that kind of an idea of a metal ship with somebody in it. Yes, there's <laughs> some of that too. But uh, majority of the conscious ones that are doing the work with humanity, they are non-physical dimension. They still have bodies and forms and whatever, but multidimensional. So they're different components. And they don't have the right to rescue us. So that's a universal law. Nobody can rescue you. Just like in a human society, if you try to rescue somebody, you get karma for it. And now you karmically bonded to that person and so on. So the same thing, of course, goes for conscious beings. So no, nobody's here to help us in the sense of fix it for us. We're here, like we're the ones we've been waiting for. Like we are the ones. We are the ones who need to step up and do the job <laughs> that we're here to do. But the community of let's say non-human beings is awaiting for us to get over our shit so we can finally join the larger collective yes that's true but it's more from the standpoint of observing and supporting but they cannot do anything for us just like somebody else cannot do anything for us because only we we, we have a whole universe on the inside 
Everybody has their own perception of reality. And it's our job to become masterful of our own inner world, to transmute it, to become this incredible, brilliant, awesome, one-time cosmic event that we're meant to be. Beautiful. Way to wrap it up. (laughs) All right, Eugenia, tell us where to find you, how we can get involved in all of your business content. And if somebody wants to work with you, how do they find you? Awesome. So um, I have a free gift for you, which is the soulstrategywebinar.com. If you go there, you will see um, a video that explains a lot of my work. So a lot of the things that I've been talking about um, here, they are explained there. So how you can create this sustainable 10,000 months utilizing your soul expertise with high ticket clients, um, with people essentially who's paying you more than 5,000 for working with you and without like endless course launches or huge email lists or constantly living in DMs or whatever it is that most time people think that they have to do. And this way you kind of let go of the cookie cutter strategies that are more masculine. And instead you go into your own natural way and find the balance between your own feminine, your own masculine, and it all described in that webinar. So that's Soul Strategy webinar.com. Also, my website is transcensiongate.com. This is where you can see everything that I do. And um, to work with me, check out work with me page and you will see the programs I have. You can fill out application and we can have a conversation and see what you qualify for. And I would love to help you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been so awesome to interview you and see somebody at your caliber just you it sounds like you have it all figured out and you're helping so many people really transcend into the next level. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast and any last words? If you can imagine, that means it's possible for you. And not only that, it's possible for you in this lifetime. It's possible for you now. And there is a shortcut to get there. And all that's needed is internal mastery. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Eugenia. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I am just so thrilled that you're listening to the Healer Revolution podcast. This has been a huge passion project for me and super therapeutic on top of that, helping me to use my voice and connect with other like-minded individuals. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe. Please share on social media or with your audience or friends or loved ones. I truly appreciate it. It does take a lot of time and financial costs to run the podcast, and it is not a moneymaker, let me tell you. So if you are enjoying this, I would truly appreciate your support just by sending me a post, a like, and a subscribe. Thank you so much.